Good morning, and unless you missed it, the Chinese have accused the US Army of releasing this Wuhan novel coronavirus, COVID-19, as a bioweapon. I'll come back to that. Also, in case you missed it, the UK government does not not want us all to get the virus. No, that's not uh, a mistake in what I'm trying to say here. It's a nice way of saying that the essence of the UK government's plan and actions seems for the whole nation to take a high infection hit as soon as possible. So as to increase herd immunity, apparently, for the future. So that, so they tell us, we don't have to come back around this way again. Of course, it's a great assumption that taking a hit is going to give us immunity. It's a great assumption that this will not affect us again. A lot of lives are being gambled on this. All my figures are speculative, for the white coats refuse to speculate themselves. But even so, Sir Patrick Vallance said, in an ideal scenario, 60% of the UK would become infected with COVID-19 to help us all be a bit protected from the virus. Surely herd immunity should be an outcome, not a goal. It seems that the UK strategy is to take herd immunity and make it a goal, and this will be costly in terms of, and let me just say it, in terms of killing more people. Other people are quoting a far higher infection rate to achieve this so-called herd immunity, and a far higher kill rate to go with it. But it seems that though the boffins were willing to throw a few speculative numbers around for infection and kill rates, both quite low by the way, they were unwilling to speculate on how many would die. However, on those figures given by the UK white coats, my spreadsheets say around 400,000 dead in the UK and over 2 million dead in the USA. Even that old communist with three mansions, Mr Bernie Sanders, has speculated more will die in the USA than there were US casualties in World War II. That's a big hit indeed. Such a big hit that the grave pits which the Iranians are digging to bury coronavirus victims can be seen from space. I tell you, don't believe the government. It might just save your life. However, though they keep telling us though the coronavirus is not the flu, it has all the symptoms of the flu. And most people will only have mild symptoms at that and feel a little bit achy. I mean, just like Tom Hanks, that mega rich and getting the best health care in the world person that we all know and love. He says it's so. Fortunately, most people do not believe the government. This is a good thing, as it might just save your life, and are already cancelling large gatherings and pulling their kids out of school, even though the government has yet to close them. Come on, Boris, catch up. It's a terrible thing to say, but let's sincerely hope the UK boffins are correct, for any increase in those figures of infection and kill rates yield far, I say, yield far more deaths. Now you know why the world is panicking. By the way, I'm not panicking, and I'll come back to that later on as well. And also, unless you missed it, globalism is under attack, and I hope it will hopefully die in the pandemic as well, and good riddance to it. Nationalism is hopefully on the rise, and so it should be, for nationalism is God's protection chiefly from the spread of sin and rebellion against him. But it doesn't half help in protecting cultures from the spread of all sorts of external corruption, including the Wuhan 2019 novel coronavirus COVID-19. And I might come back to that later as well.
I suspect that this is why nations have been and continue to close their borders, and those who did so at the beginning of this unnecessary and grossly mismanaged mess might just come out of it all the better than the rest of us, tainted with the politically correct cancer of a virulent globalism. Speaking as a Christian, and it's a crying shame that I've got to clarify and quantify Christian. So, speaking as a Bible-believing Christian, then, I do not believe that we are in the time of the end, nor in the tribulation period. No, things can get all far too terrifying without those times coming upon us. No, these times are but the reverberations of just one of God's footsteps of judgment coming towards us. And my friends, you ain't seen nothing yet. My expectation is that things will get a whole lot worse than we can ever imagine and will do so rather quickly and will last a whole lot longer than we would want. The physical and economic hits shall be substantial from this virus and also we need to watch out for unwelcome surprises and consequences as supply chains unravel and a large measure of social disruption sets in. Even so, I'm not moved by these things, nor am I overly perplexed. I'm prepared. It is interesting that President Trump has called a national day of prayer for this particular Sunday. In the United Kingdom, we have not, not yet anyway. Note that. Even so, all Christian leaders should be calling the nation to a national time of repentance, for we have sinned against Almighty God, in that we've broken his laws and openly raped his grace upon the politically correct rooftop pavilions of palaces that were once dedicated to his glory. Consequently, we are festooned with the feces of festering national shame, and I tell you, a curse is upon us. However, as a nation, we are far from the fruit of a broken and contrite heart, and this is partly due to the fact that we, the Church, have failed to proclaim the whole counsel of God. Whether the Wuhan virus is a man-made bioweapon or not, it is one of the judgments of God upon this world. There, I've said it. If I'm correct, then we're wrong to pray against this virus. But we're right to confess our sins. We're right to repent of them and seek God to stay his hand of judgment against us. For we're worthy of this judgment and, frankly, of so much more, even for three transgressions and for four. Even so, until the next footstep of God's judgment falls upon us, these current reverberations shall pass. And at some point in the future, we shall emerge out of the other side. However, we shall emerge into a much-changed world for everyone, and especially for the Bible-believing Christian. Like George Wishart of old, I do not fear the fire, for my hope is in God and in the life to come, and like George Wishart of old, I proclaim God's holy word to those infected with the plague of sin, whether they are within the city walls or not. The challenge for the church in these times is whether we shall simply make cups of tea for those who shall cough their way into a Christless eternity, or tell them the black and white truth of their current eternal condition and point them to Christ who suffered and died and rose again to pay for their sin and give them eternal life. That's our message and that's our mission. That was a Sunday op-ed written by researcher and news compiler The Grinch, who is The Grinch both by name and nature, and on the whole cares more about having you informed rather than uplifted. That is why we employ him here at The Way, and that's why we've gone and focused on the virus, whether you're enjoying or not. Now God keep you safe, and God keep you wise. <laughs>